0: If you ask me,
1: sorry, power, okay. all day, power, power, all days. Well, sorry, mm-hmm. we can't take your calls. We have to join our network studios now for the network news. We'll do this again tomorrow. Thank you for all those who called. God bless you. <laughs>
2: Time is seven o'clock. Good morning to you. Welcome to the news on the network service of Region Nigeria. I am Princess Aboraro uh, reading with.
3: Olayemi, Danny. it's nice to have you join us. The headlines Doctors in Nasara State issue fresh ultimatum for indefinite strike. Plateau State Government inherits over 300 billion naira debt from last administration. Expert calls for deliberate efforts at women empowerment as world marks Population Day. And 86 migrants rescued off Spanish coast. The commentary is on the 2023 World Population Day.
2: Well, this is a reminder that the news you're listening to is streaming live on radionigeria.gov.ng. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Nigeria HQ and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Radio Nigeria Network. Now the news in detail. Medical services have resumed fully in Nasarawa state government-owned hospitals following the suspension of a five-day warning strike declared by the state branch of the Nigerian Medical Association, NMA. Addressing newsmen after an emergency congress in Lafayette, the state chairman of the Nigerian Medical Association, NMA, Dr. Ata Peter, said throughout the five days warning strike, the state government failed to address their demands. He said that the Congress had issued another two-week ultimatum to the state government to commence implementation of issues in contention. While calling on doctors in all the 19 general hospitals owned by the state government, including Special Hospital Lafayette, to resume work immediately, Dr. Atapita said they would proceed on indefinite strike after two weeks if their demands were not given attention. Meanwhile, the chairman of the negotiation committee and deputy governor of Nasarawa State, Dr. Emmanuel Akabe, said the inability of the state government to address the demands of the doctors, especially hazard allowances and minimum wage, was due to paucity of funds.
3: The Plateau State government has announced the relaxation of the 24-hour curfew in on mangu local government area of the state. A statement by the governor's director of press and public affairs, Gyangbeiri, says. Following the swift intervention of security forces led by the General Officer Command in 3rd Division and the Commander Operation Safe Haven to restore calm to troubled spots, Governor Caleb Muftwang has relaxed the curfew which will now be observed from 7pm to 6am. The statement adds that the decision was reached after a review of the security situation in the local governments by the State Security Council to allow students write in the National Examination Council NECO and junior secondary school examination, (JSSCE) to complete their examination. The statement, which reiterates the governor's determination to fulfill the constitutional responsibility of protecting lives and property, also assures that government is working round the clock to restore peace and order in the state.
2: From Plateau State to move on to Sokoto, where the state government has commenced screening of students aimed at settling the unpaid three years tuition fees to the Usman Danfuji University for intelligence of the State. The chairman of the screening committee, Al-Hajj Nasser Dansoho, said the move followed an action taken by the university to stop all Sokoto State students from writing examination after three years without paying their tuition fees by the Sokoto State Scholarship Board. al dan Dansoho explained that the state government formed a committee to speed up the payment to enable students sit for the examination. Some students interviewed by Radio Nigeria express appreciation of the effort made by the state government to pay the outstanding fees. The Speaker,
3: House of Representatives Dr. Tajuddin Abbas, says President Bola Ahmed Tinubu will join hands with other ECOWAS leaders to turn things around in the sub-regional body. Dr. Abbas made a remark in a congratulatory message on the President's emergence as the Chairman of the Authority of Heads of State, and Government of the Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS. The Speaker expressed confidence in President Tinubu's ability to deploy his wealth of experience in public administration in spearheading sustainable socio-economic plans for the sub-region.
2: The Development Bank of Nigeria, DBN, in continuation of its capacity development training programs for micro, small and medium enterprises, MSMEs in Nigeria, has organized a one-day training for over 1,000 small businesses across six states in the northeast and northwest. The MSMEs were spread across Gombe, Boronu, Adamawa, Katsina, Sokoto, and Kebi states. The capacity training program conducted had facilitators with experts in business management for small and medium-scale enterprises in each of the locations. A statement from the DBN holds that the training focused on optimization and development of skills aimed at further strengthening the capacity of the beneficiaries to scale up their businesses. It also says the key objective of the training programs across locations was to help the owners of the businesses gain better knowledge of how they could access the DBN funding through the Participating Financial Intermediaries, (PFI). The Managing Director Development Bank of Nigeria, Dr. Tony Okwanachi, affirmed that the training was in line with the bank's commitment to strengthening the capacity of MSMEs and to contribute more to economic growth and development of the country.
3: The 22nd edition of the Nigeria Oil and Gas Conference, and exhibition, has opened in Abuja with the group chief executive officer of the Nigeria National Petroleum Company and NPC Limited, Malamele Kiari, assuring stakeholders of continued strategic partnership towards improving the nation's petroleum industry. Represented by the Executive Vice-Chairman upstream of NNPC Limited, Mr. Adokie Tombomye Malampkiare, who officially opened the summit and exhibition pavilion, called for more investments in the oil and gas sector to meet the energy needs of the populace. Our correspondent reports that the 2023 Niger Oil and Gas Conference attracted captains of industry and oil Oil and gas experts from across the globe and has an as its theme, Powering Nigeria's sustainable energy future.
2: And governors elected on the platform of the People's Democratic Party, PDP, will today converge on Abuja for their first meeting after the 2023 polls. This would be the first meeting to be presided over by the Bauchi State Governor Bala Mohammed, who was last month elected as chairman of PDP Governors Forum. Al-Haji Bala Mohammed replaced former Sokoto State Governor Al-Haji Aminu Tambowal, who piloted the affairs of the forum for four years. A statement issued by the Director General of the PDP Governor's Forum, Cyril Madraboum, says the meeting, which holds in Abuja, is expected to discuss the state of the nation, especially recent developments in the country politically, socially, and economically.
4: Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation.
5: National Examination Council, NECO, Malpractices and Sanctions. In case of impersonations, IMP, the impersonator shall be arrested and prosecuted, and the result of impersonator will be cancelled. Failure to report detective cases of examination malpractices. The officer or agent involved shall be arrested and prosecuted, and the agent, he or she, will be blacklisted. Failure to produce examination slip and photo album, FSP. The candidate shall not be allowed to write the examination. And poor supervision and invigilation. The supervisor or supervisors are also the invigilator or invigilators will be blacklisted. National Examination Council, NECO. Do the right thing for NECO's integrity. Do the right thing for credible examination. Announcer, Professor Dantani Ibrahim Wishishi, Registrar and Chief Executive. <music>
0: The National Broadcast Academy Lagos commences another set of basic courses in broadcast production, broadcast presentation, broadcast journalism, broadcast engineering, media marketing, digital studio management and information and communication technology from July the 17th, 2023 for six weeks. Lectures hold Monday to Friday from 9am. Admission forms can be obtained online at www.natba.edu.ng You can also pick the forms from the nearest Radio Nigeria Station. The National Broadcast Academy is at 1A, Adequally Faji Way, Ikeja, Diary, Lagos. For further information, call 825 307 8029, or or go on the social media platform Facebook.com forward slash natpacademy.ng.
3: Flood. It's a natural or man-made disaster that has affected thousands of people over the years with many lives lost and properties destroyed. Seasonal forecast has revealed the possible flooding in some states as a result of torrential rainfall. To mitigate and avert the impact of the flood do not build houses along waterways. Provide proper drainage. Evacuate from flood-prone areas immediately to safer ground. Stop blocking waterways and channels. adhere to early warning alerts. Always listen to weather forecasts. Take warnings from relevant authorities seriously. Disaster management is everyone's business. This message is from the National Emergency Management Agency, NEMA. NEMA, for the sake of the distressed. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the people and uniting the nation. Thanks for staying with us. The transition committee set up by the Plateau State Government has put the inherited debts and liabilities of the state at over 300 billion naira. Chairman of the committee, Professor Genyer Longbin, gave the figure while presenting the report to Governor Caleb Mufnwang at the new government house, Little Rayfield Joss. Correspondent Josiah Bunsen reports that the Committee on Strategic Development
6: Blueprint, also headed by Professor Longbin, presented its report. The two committees were set up by Governor Caleb Mufan to assist him take off on a positive note. Presenting the report of the Transition Committee, the chairman, Professor Ganyu Longbin, says the state was in dire financial distress. The total and
7: liabilities, including contingent liabilities, amount to about 307 billion naira. far more than the amount reflected in the budget.
6: Professor Longbin put the state's current monthly debt servicing commitment as over 3 billion naira, which are deducted from the state revenue flow, leaving the state with no money to pay salaries, pensions, and overheads. He said the state internal revenue, which averaged about 1.3 billion naira, is grossly inadequate to propel the state's developmental needs, as the state also owes its contractors and suppliers over 20 billion naira. The committee chairman said the law legacy projects are marked by controversies and unresolved legal issues, which have stalled their implementation, and alleged that over 12 billion naira for the project is still in the custody of trustees of the fund. On the four-year strategic development blueprint, Professor Ganyu Longbin charged the state governor to engage in good governance on the premise of accountability, cutting down the cost of government engaging the people adherent rule of law and unity of the people. is charged the government to also look at the issue of internal security, local government administration, and traditional institutions, among others. What
7: we are trying to do is to provide a guiding framework that will inform your decisions and options on the key development issues that your administration will be confronted with in your journey to
6: liberate our people from the circles of poverty. While thanking members of the two committees, Governor Kaleb Mufuan said their names will be recorded as contributing immensely to a new plateau. I want to I assure you that these reports will not gather dust on the shelf. Governor Mufan said the report will give rise to further investigations, noting that the challenges, though worrisome, are not insurmountable. The governor described the security challenges facing the state as a major distraction, but was quick to add that with the commitment on the part of government and the head of security formations, peace will be restored in the state. From Jos, Josiah Butzun, Radio Nigeria.
2: And still in Plato State, the state government two days ago declared a 24 hour curfew in Mango local government area following recurring deadly attacks on the area. This has, however, been relaxed to run from 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. We have on the line the Director of Press and Public Affairs to the State Governor, Mr. Gyang Berry, online to speak on the development. Good morning, Mr. Berry. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on the network news this morning on Region Nigeria. My pleasure. Good morning. The curfew was relaxed after the second day of its declaration. What significant change did the government see to come to that decision?
8: Yes, um, the the governor, in collaboration with uh, the State Security Council, uh, reviewed the security situation in Mangu, local government area, and reached a decision that the curfew should be reviewed. To allow free movement of people, and particularly uh, people writing NECO exams and GNAWAEC, and uh, we also know that we've achieved some relative peace within the local government council, and that was why the curfew was removed.
2: Now, beyond the curfew, which is a temporary measure, what is the state government doing to make these recurring attacks a thing of the past?
8: We are all aware of the fact that before this government came into power, we had some vicious attacks two days before the inauguration. And uh, when we came into government, the governor convened security council meetings to get himself abreast with the security situation within the state, and particularly in some troubled spot areas within uh, Mango Local Government and your um, local government area. But I can tell you that government is doing its best to ensure that there is peace within the troubled areas within the city. And I know that um, as we speak now, the, the commander of Operation Self Heaven has relocated temporarily to Mango Local Government area. And we are in touch with. All the community members, community leaders, religious leaders to make sure that everyone embraces peace. We cannot have uh, development without peace. And that is what the, the state government is actually pursuing. Trying to see how we can restore sanity within the state, peace within the state, and talking with every individual, all ethnic groups, all religious leaders to see how we can all have peace for us to have the desired development we're yearning for.
2: Uh, Mr. Bira, I'd like to know, do you have any idea what is responsible for the attacks?
8: Well, we... we, are, we are, it's, not, it's not something different from what is happening within the north central zone. You will have people sleeping in their homes and a bandit will come and attack them. Some are also being ambushed, uh, possibly on motorcycles from returning from their farms and they have been ambushed and killed so that is exactly
2: what is happening within the state it is just an attack on on the community now what does uh, what when does this um the state government think that um this coffee will be lifted um how long you do you think this will last as soon as uh normalcy is
8: restored rest- rest- within the trouble areas the coffee would definitely be,
2: be lifted up. Now, what response are you getting from the security agencies as to the repeated success of the Marudas in killing people and destroying property?
8: Uh, well I know, as of yesterday, the, command, the commander of operations, and the general officer commanding top position have been on ground. And I know that uh, they are putting in their belts in collaboration with the community leaders across both to make sure that all these issues are
2: addressed. How are your people responding to the presence of the Nigerian army? Well, um, I,
8: I know that um, they, are, they are working in collaboration to make sure that the people of peace, the people of security within the area.
2: Is this something the state government is doing to prevent the attacks rather than responding? afterwards? Well, when we came on board two days, two days after we, we took over government,
8: we had a dialogue between the, the Mogavol people and then the Fulani. The governor himself uh, personally visited internally, the, uh, internally, internally um, displaced areas. He sympathized with the people And then he makes sure that he's restoring hope among those who are are displaced. And then he's working seriously to make sure that people come together, people also understand the
2: need to invest in. Thank you very much, Mr. Berry, uh, for talking to us on the Network News this morning.
8: It's my pleasure. Thank you very much.
2: Well, that was the director of press and public affairs to the state governor, Mr. Gyangpiri, on the situation in Mango local government area, which has suffered multiple attacks recently.
3: And still on the situation in Plateau State, the Senator representing Plateau Central in the National Assembly, Diket Plank, has commended the defence headquarters for the deployment of its men through Operations Safe Haven to the troubled Mango local government area of the state. Senator Plank, in his statement, expresses the belief that the presence of the soldiers will go a long way towards tackling the attacks and enjoined other sister agencies to team up with the men of the Operation Safe Haven to arrest the situation. He said one of the prayers of his motion on the floor of the Senate was that the defense headquarters will create a military outpost, noting that with the presence of the military and the decisiveness of the military leadership, the wanton killings and destruction of properties will come. an end the senator who commended in strong terms the fresh attack on Mangu, or condemned rather in strong terms the fresh attack on mango local government appealed to the people to eschew any act that might further escalate the situation and cooperate with security men on the ground to put an end to the trend senator plank also reiterated his call on the service chiefs to visit mango and other troubled parts of Plata state to boost the morale of their men on the ground and instill confidence in the locals. He further called on the National Emergency Agency NEMA to respond to the urgent need of the victims by providing building materials for them to rebuild their burnt houses as they have lost virtually everything.
2: But today is World Population Day. It is a day observed annually on the 11th of July since 1990. The day is to highlight the problems that come with growing global population considering the world resources depleting at unsustainable rate with Nigeria inclusive. In this report, our correspondent Chizoba Opara takes a look at the need to intensify grassroots advocacy on the accessibility and adoption of modern family planning methods by the people to migrate the danger of overpopulation.
9: World Population Day was established by the Governing Council of the United Nations Development Program to emphasize the global increasing population and shed light on the health problems faced by women during childbirth, making the need for family planning more important. The Umo State Director, National Population Commission, Mr. Ike Mayo attributed the increase in Nigeria population to high birth rates, lack of family planning due to superstitious and other religious beliefs. Mr. Ike who called for responsible parenting, limited family sizes and child spacing also appealed to various governments to make family planning services easily accessible at no cost, especially in the rural areas.
7: There are people in the remote areas who cannot access family planning, and embrace family planning, they ought to bear children they can take care of within the limits of their resources.
9: A democracy activist, Dr. Jude Ohanele, regretted that the present economic situation calls for sober reflection among families, especially in the area of number of children they can't take care of.
4: People go hungry because there is not enough food. And of course, if this is also moving on the background of poor educational infrastructure. So what it means is that the people that are given back to have no opportunity to gain the life knowledge and skills that will help Become useful members of society.
9: Dr. Ohanele maintains that unsustainable population increase in Nigeria remains a bane to health, social, and economic development of the country. This year's theme for the World Population Day is unleashing the power of gender equality, uplifting the voice of women and girls to unlock the world's infinite possibilities. You know, where it is about Parapradio Nigeria.
3: Meanwhile, as the world celebrates this year's Population Day, experts in gender issues have called on stakeholders to ensure that women and girls play a pivotal role in the socio-economic development of Nigeria.
10: Joshua Adams completes the report. Recently, the world population became 8 billion, with Nigeria contributing 216 million. According to the National Population Commission, 49.7% of that population are women and girls. Yet, just a few women are holding elective and appointed positions in the country. A gender advocate, Dr. Ejike Oji, said for Nigeria to achieve its full potential, women must be allowed to contribute meaningfully, especially in politics. Issues of
1: equality and equity becomes much more important using evidence. If a young girl is trained to have secondary school education, it reduces maternal mortality by 30%, reduces infant mortality by five times.
10: The executive director, Planned Parenthood Federation of Nigeria, Dr. Haruna Okai said, population management remains key with development as a nation.
1: This time is about gender equality and you all agree with me from all the addresses that they are picking
10: a world population issue, especially this gender equality, which is very crucial as a serious matter. The immediate past country representative of the United Nations Population Fund, Miss Elizabeth Ulla, called on all and sundry to give women and girls the opportunity to thrive.
2: Gender equality is a fundamental human right. When women and girls are power they become change agents they drive economic development they foster innovation they create more just inclusive and peaceful societies
10: the chairman National Population Commission Alhaji Nasru Ishakwara, explained that the Commission will continue to advise the federal government towards implementing policies and actions to achieve gender equality in the country. Achieving gender equality remains a task that must be done in Nigeria. It therefore behoves all of us to secure and guarantee the empowerment of women and girls. In his inaugural speech, President Bola Ahmed Tinubu promised to give more attention to the issues bordering on women and girls. In Abuja, Joshua Adams Radio Nigeria.
2: We're still on population matters. A Port Harcourt-based human rights and gender advocate, Comrade Josiah Ibilika, has called for respect to the rights of women and girl child and the society. While speaking on the theme of this year's observance, unleashing the power of gender equality, uplifting the voices of women and girls to unlock our world's infinite possibilities, Comrade Ibilika identified women as unique and endowed with capacity to affect the society in special ways, hence the need to help them to achieve their potential.
1: The woman or the man all come from one entity, human. We shouldn't deny a woman her right. We fight against this. We will keep fighting against it. And there is nothing wrong for guys to also venture into some of the businesses that they call the woman business the theme of international population. There is nothing bad to give women voices. So there's a difference between gender equality and gender equity. Gender equity means give everybody the same
2: platform. The rights activists also called for better attention to women's reproductive health to enable them to contribute meaningfully to society. And to
3: speak on the theme of this year's World Population Day, we have a gender advocate and family planning specialist, Dr. Ejike Oji, on the line. Good morning, doctor. Good morning. How are you today? We're doing fine. Thanks for joining us. Now, despite sustained efforts and advocacy for empowering women and the girl child, we still seem to have a long way to walk in that regard.
7: Why is this so? Yes, uh, thank you for uh, calling me this morning. The, um, you know, the world just um, 8 billion in uh, the last year, and then everybody said it's uh, a lot of potential opportunities and you know, unfortunately the girls have, or the women have not been having it. So, um, this thing, uh, I say, have not received all the benefits of ICPD plus uh, uh, now 30, where we say that there should be zero violence gender that is well, uh, violence load not another and zero met a family planning. So in Nigeria and, and most of the sub Saharan Africa countries, um, culture and all that has made it impossible for women to ascend their, their full potential. In Nigeria, we I enacted a violence against persons prohibition after 2016 to address some of these issues. And gender-based violence, is, please, For example, I, I, the forensic medical experts have been training in about 50 states across the country on the British Council program. And then you find out there is still a lot of sexual violence out there, especially to minors. You so have up to 60 to 70% of the girls that are raped, the minors that are across the country which is a big shame. No. So this is one area we haven't done well that we need to make sure that we advance women's rights. For them to have the full potential and then also to unlock the uh, benefits. Coming from recruiting women to be the workers.
3: Okay. Now, would you say that society is yet to come to the terms to the social, economic, productive capacity
7: of an empowered female population? Yes. That, that, that's exactly what I just understood. Now, the, we we as a society have not understood the the, uh, the potential that is within the women. So, a good example is if a child has just helped a uh, secondary school education. The economic impact is fivefold. Is The same thing with the health outcome is also one of fivefold. Um Some years ago, I was invited to Norway, and the Norwegian government, to be part of the conversation about how they will advance men's rights in Africa. I was shocked that 55% of their Uh, parliament where we was women and if you look at the income per capita about that time was one of the highest in Europe, about forty four thousand dollars a year. Mm. That because they're unlocking the full potential of their citizens and as women alike. So here forty percent of our capacities are unlocked because we're not giving women the spaces and the abilities to be their full bring their full potential. All right now
3: Dr Oji, let me ask you uh, for those of you who are in the vanguard of uh, protecting the rights of women, their health and social well-being, uh, have you thought of looking at another approach uh, to this advocacy to see if the results will be different? Well, um,
7: the, yes, we have looked at so many things, and giving evidence, using evidence for action, and showing in and, and numbers that if we empower women, this is probably the outcome. Um, uh, you know that the ICPD program of action is zero tolerance to internal death, zero tolerance to gender-based violence, to the health of the family planning. We have in so many ways shown, uh, shown that by doing economic, um, economic model. For a good example, if you improve family planning to reduce maternal death by 30 percent that is almost something thousand women with a die every year in that year to improve maternal family planning 30 percent of those women will not die anymore and that's almost twenty thousand women that we're talking about so we'll use various models and we'll continue to do that uh, but the most important thing here is and um, so we'll make it such statutory uh, legislative attraction. Most people will continue to do, to do the things that are not good. And that's why we are, we are pushing for the violence against persons that to be fully entrenched in all states, so that it will be a federal law. All right. Uh, thank you, Dr. Ergy, for your time. Thank you, my brother. Have a good day.
3: Thank you. That was the Gender Advocate and Public Health Specialist, Dr. Ejike Oji, on the 2023 World Population Day.
2: And to health and nutrition matters, 800,000 Nigerian children die every year before their fifth birthday due to malnutrition. The chairman, steering committee, Civil Society Scaling Up Nutrition in Nigeria, CS Sun, Malam Sudangi R. Adam, State this in UU Akwaibam State at a two-day legislative retreat for legislators and executives on improved nutrition funding in Nigeria for Lagos, Kanu, Nasarawa, Kiduna, and Niger states. Ekemini Ubong tells us more
5: chairman steering committee of the civil society scaling up nutrition in nigeria malam sudangi adam who stated that it was worrisome that so many children die each year due to malnutrition related illnesses said that there was need for adequate budgeting and release of funds to tackle challenges facing nutrition of children in the country malam adam who stated that the data which is drawn from unicef and the world health organization who explained that it was necessary to get all stakeholders involved from different sectors to ensure that malnutrition reduced in the country.
8: There are a lot of things that needed to be prioritized on nutrition. From Ministry of Education, from Ministry of Agri, they all have different priorities. Let's look at these multi sectoral interventions that we can scale up from all these different agencies and then we'll have ripple effects.
5: Speaker, Niger State House of Assembly, Ms. Alhaji Abdul Malik Sakandaji, who found at the number of children impacted by malnutrition, said legislators would give funding of nutrition-based programs a priority. He assured that his house would give ample time to oversight of programs and projects aimed at tackling malnutrition in his state. I decided and agreed to build such a robust relationship between the Ministry of Health, the legislatures, and the executive in terms of funding malnutrition in the state. Chairman Board of Trustees of Two Society Scaling Up Nutrition in Nigeria, Dr. Mbang Ada, who explained that the aim of the retreat was to ensure food security for nigerian children urged legislators to make legislations that would support good and safe nutrition
4: my projection is is that after an event like this we can get concrete commitment from the legislators
5: the retreat has at a theme improved malnutrition funding the role of legislators
3: and executives in uyo ekemini ubong for nigeria you are listening to the news on the network service of Radio Nigeria. In the headlines, doctors in Nassara State issue fresh ultimatum for indefinite strike. Plateau state government inherits over 300 billion naira debt. Experts call for deliberate efforts at women empowerment as world marks Population Day. Still to come, 86 migrants rescued off the Spanish coast. The commentary and newspaper headlines. Stay with us, please.
1: Advanced democracies had their teeth problems. In fact, they are standing tall and strong today, having passed through political crucibles at different periods.
2: Nigeria is not different. She has her journey to make. Experiences have shown that no nation abandons her journey, no matter how thorny.
1: 24 years of uninterrupted democracy is good and steady enough. Let's all join hands to consolidate our democracy.
2: Now, now that a the
1: new, new administration, administration has successfully, successfully taken, taken off, our, our hope is, is reassured. reassured. This message is brought to you by the Federal Radio Corporation of Nigeria. Radio Nigeria, uplifting the
4: people and uniting the nation.
2: Well, thank you very much for staying with us. The Nigerian Navy has greatly improved on its capacity to tackle maritime-related crimes. This was the observation of the former chief of naval staff, retired vice... uh, Admiral Awal Gambo during his sailing out in Lagos. Mary Fatale accomplished the story.
11: The event started with a march path by officers and men of the Nigerian Navy. The immediate past chief of Never staff retired Vice Admiral Awal Gambo, said he was leaving behind a resilient Nigerian Navy capable of securing the nation's maritime domain and perform other roles assigned to it. Admiral Gambo expressed confidence in greater operational successes as the Navy leveraged modern technology in tackling piracy and other maritime-related crimes. The
4: Nigerian Navy has also leveraged very highly on technology, its operations, which has made it more result-oriented
11: and uh, cost-effective. Admiral Zubaru Gambo observed that the Nigerian Navy was improving in its operations and in the comfort of all the operational commands. And I'm leaving the
8: Navy in capable hands who will also come and add value and improve.
4: Take Navy to for the economic prosperity and stability of our great country Nigeria.
11: He remarked that illegal oil bunkery had been drastically reduced as a result of the nation's oppression. Dakata Dabarau, meaning stop the thief in Awisa language, enlisted into the Nigerian Defence Academy as a member of the thirty sixth regular course on the twenty-fourth of September nineteen eighty four. Gambo was commissioned sub lieutenant on the 24th October 1989 on successful completion of the military training at the Academy. He rose through the ranks and was promoted to the rank of a vice admiral when he was appointed the 24th Indigenous Chief of Never Staff on the 26th of January 2021. Gambo handed over to Rear Admiral Emmanuel Ogala in Lagos, Mary Fatili, Radio Nigeria.
3: Some traditional leaders have pledged to push for the passage of the bill for an act to establish the Nigerian Peace Corps, stressing that it will help engage youths and curb insecurity in the country. They gave the indication during the 25th anniversary and Founders Day celebration of the Peace Corps of Nigeria in Abuja. One of them, the Tortive of Benue, in Benue, rather, Professor James Ayatse explained that he was passionate about peace in his community and expressed commitment to support moves that will ensure a quick assent to the bill.
1: I'm passionate about whatever has to do with our young people. So be assured that I, together with well-meaning Nigerians and the royal fathers in this land, we back you up and give you all the support in your prayers and wish To have the bill that has been passed and before the President of the Federal Republic of Nigeria to be signed into an act.
3: Also, the Ochi Doma, all in Benway State, Dr. John Eliago, urged President Bola Tinubu to assent to the bill as it will encourage youth inclusiveness in governance. The Esunope and Chairman, Niger State Council of Traditional Rulers, Dr. Yahaya Abubakar, gave an assurance that traditional rulers will support any effort that will address lingering insecurity in various communities. The World Peace, this organization, has taken a very great task of working out mutually with a lot of sacrifices to ensure that
1: we have peace in this country. It will actually give the other security agencies less job because before they go to a fight, go to change bandits, even because of the of life. How will allow bandits to exist?
7: And they don't want somebody who is at peace to exist.
3: The National Commandant of the Peace Corps of Nigeria, Professor Dixon Ako, said despite challenges encountered by the organization, it had recorded tremendous achievements during the 25 years of its existence. The theme for the event is Regime of Social Inclusion and Hope, Panacea for Youth's Engagement and Productivity.
2: The Nigeria Integrated Water Resources Management Commission is reviewing the water use license terms and conditions to enforce state regulations in a bid to strengthen service delivery in the nation's water sector. At a consultative forum with stakeholders in the Federal Capital Territory, the executive director of the commission, Mr. Umaru Bashiru Magaji, said the steps being taken became necessary due to the rampant drilling of boreholes across the federal. Federation, particularly Abuja, which poses a threat to the environment. In different presentations, the resource persons, Dr. Etibo Udo and Chinenzonu Opoko, called for the thre- strengthening of the nation's water sector laws to attract investment and curb brain drain among the youths.
3: Employers in the private sector have been tasked to prioritize converting the nation's abundant natural resources into finished goods to create jobs for the team in unemployed youth. The Chief Executive Officer Nigera Nigeria Export Promotion Council, Dr. Ezra Yakusak, gave the charge in Abuja at the 2023 Nigeria Employers' Summit organized by the Employers' Consultative Association, NECA. Dr. Edra, Ezra Yakusak noted that the challenge of power supply has hindered the capacity of many local companies to add value to the available resources. He expressed confidence that since the challenge has been addressed, local manufacturing and industries shall begin to take concrete steps to ensure that available raw materials are used maximally to create jobs.
6: I don't appreciate the challenges
1: in electricity that has been mentioned and other issues. Let's look at this like a national assignment. I went to other countries and I saw our pure raw products. And I saw ginger. No, we have to add value to these things and make this happen. You can't add value without employing other people. And so, presently, if you add value, you get more money. The proper sector, I'm asking you now. Please.
3: The chairman of the council, Nigeria Employers' Council, Alternative Association, Mr. Taiwa Deni, explained that the summit, was put together to brainstorm on the barriers to harness in the non-oil sector and make it work for the growth of the economy.
1: This summit offers a unique opportunity for us to be able to expand the employment net. And that's what we stand for in NECA. We want to make sure that as much as possible, our youth no longer live the shore of this country.
3: The Acting Director General, Nigeria Employers Consultative Association, NECA, Mr. Smart Adewale Onyirinti, Appealed to President Bola Ahmed to look into some provisions of the twenty twenty three Finance Act and reverse them before some companies will fold up. The theme of the summit is trade and non-oil export, changing the narrative for rapid national development.
2: The Bayasa State Government has formally handed over three fishermen who lost their way on the Gulf of Guinea to the head of the mission of the South Tome and Principe in Nigeria. At the brief ceremony in Government House, Yenogwa, Governor Diri commended the local fishermen in Opama community, Imbras' local government area of the state, who rescued their fellow fishermen on the Atlantic Ocean. Alambuda reports.
7: Governor Doyediri, who said the action of the Bielsa
1: fishermen underscored the cordial relationship between Nigeria and the neighboring country, noted that it demonstrated the true spirit of an German who
7: cares for his brothers and humanity. And those fishermen were were here, people said, looking for their direction for over one week, they got the no direction. Until our old fishermen, the government, saw them while they were going to fish and brought them, of course,
1: you know, that's how kind of German is. He said when the fishermen were rescued, Administration through the Commissioner for Health made sure that they were provided the necessary health care and hailed the efforts of the government of South Ome and Principe in showing concern for its citizens, though they were fishermen
9: directing that the names of the Nigerian fishermen at Okoma in Brass LGA be forwarded to him for immediate reward. The to I very from Obama who has achieved
1: this good name and good for our state for our the Bielsa governor also commended the role of the Nigerian Maritime Administration and Safety Agency in the in the rescue of the fishermen and called for the agency's presence in Bayelsa and other coastal states to take care of such situations. In a response, the South and Principal head of mission to Nigeria, Perez Don Santos Akweya, expressed appreciation to the Bielsa state government and Nigeria over the efforts to rescue his countrymen. He said the action of the Bielsa state government and Nigeria had further strengthened the Relationship between both countries in Yenegua Alambo, that's why Radio Nigeria. And on the foreign
3: scene, the Spanish Coast Guard has rescued 86 people from a migrant boat that went missing more than a week ago. The vessel is said to have been about 70 nautical miles southwest of the Canary Islands and was carrying people from sub-Saharan Africa. Two similar boats carrying dozens more people are said to be still missing and there are few details about them. Walk-in borders of migrant aid groups said that one of the missing boats had about 65 people on board, and the other up to 60.
2: And to sports stories, Super Falcons Camp bubbles preparatory to the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup as Badminton Federation of Nigeria intensifies preparations for hosting sports-friendly organizations ahead of next month's Lagos International Badminton Classics. Over to Friday Emmanuel for details of these and more.
4: Super Falcons camp in Australia has been brightening up within the last 24 hours with the arrival of CSKA Moscow star Francisca Odega to make it 22 players in camp as at the time of filing this report. Odega, who last featured in a Russian club last month, made it to Queensland, Australia, where she joins the merry band of the Falcons in training for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup coming up in less than two weeks away. Today makes it the eighth after the team landed in Gold Coast and the sixth of training exercise with clips emerging from camp showing players in their bibs engaging in dress, tracks and stretches. The 2023 edition of the FIFA Women's World Cup begins on the 20th of this month and ends on the 22nd of next month. Ahead of the sixth edition of the Lagos International Badminton Classics, the Badminton Federation of Nigeria, BVN has launched a platform that will see Nigeria sport-friendly organizations latch on the great benefits that the international events will offer. A gathering of chief executive officers of various organizations in Nigeria, Tak Shotul Symphony, will be hosted tomorrow by the Badminton Federation of Nigeria to herald this year's Lagos International Badminton Classics, scheduled for next month. Speaking ahead of the Badminton Classics competition, president of the BVN, who is also a council member of of the Badminton Confederation Africa. Mr. Francis Obi said this year's edition would have more value than the previous ones.
1: Our first major event is going to be the Lagos International. We've had five editions. About two, three years now, we've not been able to hold any. First, because of the COVID. Then after that, last year, because of the elections, we could not. So, this year, we want to bring it back in a very big way because this year is not just a championship. It's going to be an Olympic qualifier. So, we're expecting a lot of players from all over the world who are coming here to gain points to be Able to qualify
4: for next year's Olympics. The Lagos International Badminton Classes, which traditionally welcomes high-ranking players from all over the world, making it the biggest in the African circuit, is slated to hold from the 30th of next month to the 2nd of September. I am Friday Emmanuel. Newspaper Headlines
3: is next, and we start with Daily Trust. It says in on the front page, ACF GNI can condemn plateau killings. Uh, with a riders, eight-month baby, seven others killed in fresh attacks. War-in-communities give conditions for peace. Victims must be compensated. Perpetrators punished. That says forum. And death toll rises to thirty in Benue. Uh, we also have as part of the uh, headlines here insurgency. Zulum bans metal scavenging in Borno. Exporters target three point one trillion naira from hibiscus flowers to Mexico. Ailen Akiridolu extends medical leave indefinitely. You can look that up on page twenty-five, page nineteen as well.
2: We'll move on to the nation newspaper and the headline eight hundred thousand liters vessel was stolen crude, intercepted, and destroyed. US waves. Esport duty on cocoa, uh, that you get that from the Nation newspaper. And Tinubu targets 30 trillion naira revenue in three years and it plans on technology data driven approach as FRS, Customs, and Nyamasa, others won't be merged.
3: Oh, we also have on the Punch newspaper, it says on the front page fuel smuggling persists in borders despite subsidy removal. Says customs force, that's on page two, it has the riders. Customs CGR rejects border patrol, orders out on fuel smuggling cartels. NNPCL intercepts Cameroon-bound vessel laden with 800,000 liters stolen crude oil. I will also have Lagos Airport, runway lights stolen, seven suspended, that's on page nine. Fireshare will pay for working against article PDP, NEC member, that's on page 18. NLC meets governors over fuel subsidy palliatives. That's on page eight. Benani asks court to stop Atama rec prosecution. That's on page fourteen. Niger governor sacks political appointees, dissolves boards. That's on page fourteen. We also have on page fourteen dollar video. Submit yourself for trial. Group tells Gandoje. Mm.
2: Moving on to the Vanguard newspaper this morning. We have corruption's ugliest phase was under Buhari, says Kuka. Laments Nigeria sharing sovereignty with bandits terrorists, says Nigerians. have lost faith in judiciary. We won't join issues with him, says Buhari's aides. Falana cautions to Nubu against sending wrong signals on anti-corruption fights. Notes that some visitors to the villa in court for looting. We well, have not democracy that delivers dividends to the people, says Obasanjo. Sitting judges should not preside over election tribunal. Afo Babalola speaking there. We're still on Vanguard newspaper. We have a story here talking about the neka to Tinubu 2023 Finance Act needs complete reversal, not suspension. Edo residents protest failed Auchi-Gara-Ibilo Road. And security operatives intercept vessel notorious for stealing Nigerian crude. Anambra prepares for flood and trains 120 health workers. A presidential poll, APC, already pre- preparing for rerun. And that's Labour Party speaking there. And sports, we have uh, Man United close in on Onana to replace David De Gea. Well, that will be all funny super headlines this morning.
3: And we move on to the commentary, which is on the 2023 World Population Day. It is written by Joshua Adams of our editorial unit.
1: On the 15th of November 2022, the world's population reached 8 billion, with Nigeria contributing 216 million. By 2050, Nigeria will be the third most populous country after China and India. According to statistics from the National Population Commission, women and girls represent 49.7% of Nigeria's population. Yet, this population group more often are neglected across all societies and communities and are not accorded the deserved attention. This year's commemoration of the Population Day with the theme unleashing the power of gender equality, uplifting the voices of women and girls to unlock our world's infinite possibilities, brings attention and requires actions that will facilitate creating opportunities that will empower women and girls for a secured future. To achieve SDG Goal 5, which is gender equity, entails securing unlimited access to quality formal education and to be well-educated in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, including acquiring livelihood skills and entrepreneurship, securing planned and organized access to decent work and employment outside the home, and enjoying equal wages with their male counterparts to achieve economic empowerment. Involvement in decision-making roles in many aspects of life, including leadership positions on disruptive access to quality and affordable healthcare services, the right to reproductive choices of when to marry and when to start having children. Therefore, unleashing the power of equality is embedded in investing in and creating equitable access to quality education as necessary and sufficient conditions to allow women and girls opportunities to exercise their rights and choices. It is essential that the present administration should release the family planning counterpart funding for Nigeria made at the 2017 Family Planning Summit in London to increase its annual allocation for contraceptives from 3 to 4 million dollars in 2011 as the past administration failed to meet this commitment thereby denying more than 39% of women and girls of reproductive age modern contraceptives leading to unwanted pregnancies and maternal mortality. Empowering women and girls are fundamental to achieving enduring peace, progress and prosperity in Nigeria and the world at large. It therefore behoves the government, parliamentarians at all levels, stakeholders, civil society organizations, traditional and religious leaders, the media, donors and partners to secure and guarantee the empowerment of women and girls, by lifting their voices across the nation so that they can be heard, acknowledged, and responded to. Governments must prioritize decisions and actions that provide women and girls all the opportunities through education, healthcare services, and job opportunities. This is inclusive of those living with disability, irrespective of where they reside. President Bola Ahmed Tinubu, who in his maiden speech, Expressed commitment to addressing women's issues as top priorities should ensure Nigeria fulfills that commitment to realize the power of gender equality, making progress on SDG 5, achieve population management and significant demographic transition in the country for the overall socioeconomic development of the nation. That commentary on the
3: 2023 World Population Day, Gender Equality and National Development was written by Joshua Adams and read by Fubara Peppo.
2: And for today's weather forecast, cloudy skies with intervals of sunshine are expected over the northern region, but prospects of thunderstorms over parts of Zamfara, Jigawa, Yobe, Kano, Bauchi, Gombe, Keduna, and Kitsina states in the morning hours. Cloudy conditions are expected over the north central region, with a few thunderstorms over parts of the Federal Capital Territory and Nasarawa State in the morning hours, while morning rains are expected over parts of Imo, Abia, Enugu, Rivers, Cross River, Ibom, Lagos, Delta, and Bayelsa Estates.
3: And to end the news, here is a recap of the major stories. Medical doctors in Nasarawa State have issued a fresh two-week ultimatum for an indefinite strike to the state government. The state chairman of the Nigerian Medical Association NMA, Dr. Atapita, said this followed the state government's refusal to accede to its requests despite a five-day warning strike. The transition committee set up by the plan to state government has put the inherited debts and liabilities of the state at over 300 billion naira from the last administration. Experts have called for deliberate efforts at women empowerment as the world marks Population Day. You also heard the story that the Spanish Coast Guard has rescued 86 people from a migrant boat that went missing more than a week ago.
2: Well, that's on a very sad note. We will, you know, expect that by 2023, our people you will know, be wise enough to understand that that's a dangerous it's route the, to the
3: take. a dangerous cross uh, to Europe from North Africa, the yes. Mediterranean Sea.
2: A very sad one there. Spread the message, it's not safe to do that. Well, that's the news that's edited by Biodun Dari and the production team. My colleague has been... Olayemi Daniel.
3: Stay safe and be patriotic.
2: I am Princess uh, Boraro. Thanking you for staying tuned to the network service of Radio Nigeria. We urge you to keep the radio dial here as we join Fubara people for Politics Nationwide.
1: Thank you, Haporaru Princess, and uh, I